Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer Podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my friend and co-host Ananga Sivir. For almost 11 years, we've been coming together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer conversations with you and often answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page, as well as our private group. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And before we begin today, we'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who supported the podcast on Patreon and to our brand new patrons, Katie and April. If you find the Anxiety Slayer podcast supportive, we hope you'll consider becoming a patron. Learn more about how you can get access to over 50 Anxiety Slayer extras at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer. We often receive questions about how to slow anxious breathing down or what to do when breathing exercises make anxiety feel worse. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. I thought this was a particularly interesting conversation to have because I haven't had the experience, but we've heard from so many who have that sometimes breathing is a trigger for anxiety. What's that all about? Sometimes when we have an experience with breathing that's uncomfortable, then it can become a trigger. So if we have an anxiety attack, then uh, we sometimes have that sensation that breathing's becoming difficult. Or sometimes when we feel really panicked, we say, I can't breathe, or I feel like I can't breathe. So then to try and bring your attention to the breath becomes challenging because you're fixating on something that's been part of the anxiety experience before. So sometimes that can happen. Which ties right back into what happens to us with health anxiety when you start to pay attention to the physical sensations that are occurring in your body and experience all the anxiety around that as a result. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how it works. And this really, I guess, begins then when we notice that our breath has become a trigger, whether it's rapid or shallow breathing or however that affects you when you start to feel anxious. Yeah, this is reminding me of a a question we had some time ago about somebody that had noticed exertion was increasing their anxiety. It was a chap that had lifted a very heavy television into the back of a van, helping somebody move house. And he started to feel hot, short of breath. And he started to have an anxiety episode and didn't make the connection that overexertion can feel very similar. Mm-hmm. Elevated heart rate, short of breath, feeling, you know, you need to sit down for a minute, take a minute. And uh, it was only when we had a conversation and I said, what were you doing when, when you started to feel like that? And he said, oh, I was helping a mate move. And we were lifting this big television into the back of a van and I was realizing, oh, you were overexerted, but it feels similar or even the same. But again, as we've discussed in recent episodes, it's the mind making a thing out of it. The mind's making a story out of it. Sure. Because the anxious mind will always go to that negative bias of of what might be wrong. So same with breathing. If we're feeling a bit anxious already and we're becoming sensitized to breathing sensations, symptoms in our body, feelings in our body around breathing, very often we're adverse to putting our attention there because it just feels worse. It's like we're focusing in on the thing that's already raising a red flag to us that anxiety is elevated. Sure. And fortunately, there are other things in addition to breathing that can calm anxiety. And the key is to keep trying different practices until you find one that you can trust. 
Yeah, again, the mind will always tell you this doesn't work. I saw a comment recently from somebody that said, you know, I've tried tapping, it looks silly, it doesn't work. And uh, just this week I received a message from a young friend of mine who's completely stopped her anxiety attacks with tapping. Mm, That's awesome. And her mum told me she just taps all the time. She just taps all the time and she completely got on top of it. It does work. It does. It really works. I've been watching it work and feeling it work for 20 years. So, yeah, we just need to give things a go. Challenge your own mind when it says nothing works and experiment until you find what helps you. And we can't have this conversation without bringing up the calming point, which I realize if you've been listening to us for quite some time, you know that we talk about this a lot, but sometimes repetition is the key to helping you try something new. So we give thanks to Ayurvedic teacher, Dr. Vasant Ladd for uh, the, the calming point. And this is a simple pressure point exercise to help you feel calm and in control. All you have to do is make a fist with your left hand and look for where your middle finger touches your palm. It will be almost in the center of your palm. And then now press that point with the thumb of your right hand, nice and firm. And do that for about a minute, just with regular breaths, just keep that pressure there. And you will notice in a very short period of time that you start to feel a little bit more calm and relaxed. And one of the reasons why Ananga and I love the calming point so much is you can do this anywhere. Nobody knows what's happening. You're just sitting there. You could be at the table with a group of people and just have your hands on your lap. You could be pretty much anywhere on the train, passenger in a car, in a classroom, what have you, and just breathe and press that point. It's really powerful. So that's one non-breath-based technique that can help you feel calm when you feel anxiety spiking. And another is collarbone tapping. Why don't you share a little bit more about that? This is so easy and effective and so helpful. I was sharing this in our anxiety support group that I'm helping out with locally here at the moment. And uh, the group members were really loving it, trying it out. And we were talking about the importance of having something that's so familiar to you that when anxiety spikes, that's where you go. So this is really, really easy. Anytime you feel anxious, you bring your fingertips and thumb together into a little bunch of one hand, either hand, it doesn't matter, and start tapping on the opposite side of your chest, just under your collarbone, where the collarbone meets the breastbone, and just start tapping there nice and steadily. And you'll hear it drumming on your body. So you can just Count the tapping. If you're really anxious, you might just count up to eight, start again, and just keep cycling through like that. If you'd like to see a diagram of where that point is, you can find our tapping diagram at anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT. So it's the collarbone point in the tapping sequence. And if you're feeling really anxious, you can tap one side and then switch hands and tap the other side. And sometimes it helps to move. Sometimes when we feel anxious, we get frozen. Sometimes we feel like pacing up and down. Tapping and pacing can be a really effective combination because it helps move adrenaline from our body. And when you finish tapping the collarbone point, you can start patting under your arm 
which is the next point in the EFT tapping sequence. We recommend you pat firmly here about 20 times on both sides. And this point will help you feel more grounded and clear-headed after you've moved through the fear and of the anxiety that you've been experiencing up till that point. Yeah, two really powerful points. So the collarbone point is used in Chinese medicine. It's called the K27 point because it's on the kidney meridian. And when you tap that point, it helps reduce fear. And the other point, the under the arm point, helps um, reduce feelings of ungroundedness, disassociation, lightheadedness. So if you feel like you're really starting to feel spacey, really unpleasant feeling that can come with anxiety, that helps you feel calm and safe and back in your body. And for additional help with calming heightened anxiety, you can join Ananga for a new guided tapping video that's on our Patreon. And you can learn more about that at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer. Let's talk about additional techniques outside of breathing practices that help. I know that grounding is big for both of us. Yeah, grounding techniques are really important. When we're experiencing heightened anxiety, usually according to Ayurveda, that's because of um, an increase in the vata type, the vata energy in the body. And vata is all about air and ether and space. So the rule in Ayurveda is to find relief. We want to apply gentle opposites. So anything grounding really helps. It helps. You use your body to stop your head spinning out into anxious thinking. Yoga's helpful, mindful walking, tai chi, swimming. They're all ways of drawing your mind away from anxiety and away from anxiety about your breath because when you're doing these things, you can focus on your body. So look to focus on feelings of your body stretching out, feelings of tension being released from your body, or even noticing changes in temperature on your body if you're walking feel the air on your face feel the movement of air on your arms just really focusing in on the relaxation and being present for that experience and when you move mindfully you bring your mind back into reality with present moment awareness versus whatever it is that you might be anxious about this simple act of becoming aware of your movements relieves your fears from the past anxiety about the future, any anxiety you have about breathing, and will really help you settle into the here and now. And that's really where we get the opportunity also to explore, you know, once we get that high anxiety down a notch, then we can sit with ourselves and think, okay, how do I feel? What do I need? You always advise that, Shan. How do I feel? What do I need? And then we can start making choices rather than reacting anxiety, which is what happens when we're on autopilot and we're not trying to take proactive steps to support ourselves, Mm. we can respond. So then we can ask, you know, okay, am I sufficiently hydrated? Do I need to to get a a cup of warm water? Maybe some chamomile tea, something else calming. Could I massage some lavender oil into my chest, something to help me feel calm? Do I need to eat? Do I need to get outside in the fresh air? What can I do to help myself feel even more calm? Could I take a bath with some magnesium? There are so, so many ways that we can use supporting our body to calm anxiety. Of course, oil massage is also another excellent way to help us feel grounded and safe, and it's really settling for our nervous system. So anything we can do on a daily basis 
that's preventative and supportive all helps. The last practice that I'd like to bring forward is mindful walking. Try walking while listening to the sounds around you, whether it be the birds or the or the squirrels or whatever you have. It might be uh, the sound of people talking, whatever those sounds are, just tune in, listen in. You might want to count your steps and just feel your feet on the ground. Challenge yourself to see how much you can notice. It's really an easy practice and can be fun as well. You can list the the colors that you see, uh, the sounds that you hear, the textures that are all around you. This practice will help divert your mind from fixating on your breathing and will also calm anxiety. And you get the extra benefit of moving your body, which is always helpful, mind, body, and soul. Yeah, definitely. I think I shared this a while ago on the podcast. I have a friend who manages her anxiety purely by walking. She has to walk every day. And if she does, she's fine. And if she doesn't, the anxiety comes back. So really important to get to know yourself, not in a sense of we can fixate on what what we think is wrong with us, but get to know what works for you, get to know what supports you, what feels good for you, and increase those things. But walking is always really, really helpful for grounding, releasing stress and tension, and just that amazing mindful opportunity. My daughter and I walk the same little uh, trip here. Right? <laughs> I'm going to put it around the block, but it's, it's along the side of a river for a couple of minutes and across a park and back. And then there's some really interesting old, old buildings at the top of a, a little grassy hill by where we live. And it only takes about 12, 15 minutes, depending on your walking pace, to just walk that little circuit. And at the moment, going into autumn, we're doing that twice a day. We try and do it after lunch or in the morning, and again after dinner in the evening. It helps you digest, it helps clear your head, it helps enhance your creativity. Often people who struggle with anxiety are creative people, so we want to have that you know, creativity there to use and to, to support us and to share what we can with the world. But walking's really essential in managing anxiety. And when you walk a familiar route, as I know you also do, Shan, then you notice those little changes. Mm-hmm. Changes in the trees, changes in the flowers, tiny little flowers in the grass, changes in the smell in the air at this time of year. I'm noticing it smells cooler and damper in the evenings. A really nice, earthy smell that's just great for your mind. And if you can walk as the moon's coming out to get that moon mm-hmm. experience, moon energy, and seeing the moon changing every night, seeing the clouds scudding across the moon, it's all so, so beneficial. Anxiety is so simple, so easy. It's just a question of building a routine. And routine in and of itself helps anxiety as well. Anxiety doesn't like a lot of change. Right. Very simple, really effective. And just to go over these these techniques one more time that are non-breath related, uh, the calming point, collarbone tapping, grounding techniques, and mindful walking, all things that you can begin doing right now. We'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who is supporting the podcast on Patreon. We're incredibly grateful. And again, a shout out to our new patrons, Katie and April. Thank you so much. If you find the Anxiety Slayer podcast supportive, we hope you'll consider becoming a patron. We have over 50 Anxiety Slayer downloads available. 
including our guided relaxations, tapping sessions, and extra resources for calming anxiety. You can learn more at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer.